another episode of the Fortress Ponderings podcast, where we pause, ponder, and then project. Thank you for joining us for the continuation of the I Have a Story series. This week, Jim shares about his love for books and even recommends a few of his favorites to us. Maybe you will want to read some of these or give them as gifts to some of your loved ones this holiday season. So I turn this over to our host, Jim Poitras. Twas the night before Christmas and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. Hello, everybody. This is Jim Poitras with the Poitras Ponderings Podcast. I'm trying to get this podcast episode finished this morning before things start moving around in in our home. We have with us uh, Madeline, seven years old, my adopted granddaughter. And uh, she's with her sidekick, Melinda. Melinda had the privilege of taking care of Madeline for about the first four years of her life. And Madeline crawled up into our hearts and she took up residence there and she's visiting us today. So I don't want to wake her. And uh, all that's moving presently is the hum of the heater in the background. And hopefully that won't cause too much noise. I want to go ahead today and start with a true confession. I'm only going to share that with you, my listening audience. So please go ahead and keep it a secret from everybody else. A true confession. I'm, 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 I'm an Enneagram three. I admit it. I plan my future. And uh, I do give the Lord the opportunity to veto anything that I decide that I've planned over the next 10 years. In Enneagram 3, I think the best place to start is with the end rather than the beginning. I might have taken Enneagram 3 business a little bit too far the other day when I decided that I was going to sit down And I was going to write out the things that I want people to say about me and remember about me when my life is over on the planet. Here's one of the things that I wrote down. He had a love affair with books. We have to be very careful about that love affair business, I know. But he had a love affair with books. He often gave people books, not just any book but those that spiritually challenged and convicted and changed us. He had this love affair with books, and that is a true confession. I thought maybe I was taking the Enneagram 3 thing a bit too far, so I went ahead and texted one of my good friends and my executive assistant at the office, Angie, and uh, she knows all about the Enneagram, along with Corey Smith and a few others of our friends. And I asked her, do you think I'm going a bit too far when I'm actually planning out what people should say about me when my life is over? 
So she wrote me back and she said, no, I don't think you're going too far with that unless you're requiring everyone to go ahead and speak with an alliteration. Recently, one of my very close friends and someone that has the opportunity and permission to speak in my life, someone that I began mentoring many years ago, and now I'm not sure who's mentoring who, but his name is Nick Sisko, and Nick Sisko, such a great friend, shout out to him today, uh, said to me that one of his friends suggested that I do a podcast episode or two on the top 10 recommended books especially during this Christmas season where people can go ahead and buy one of these recommended books for a loved one or a family member. Hopefully, they're both in the same category, by the way. My love for books, because this is the I Have a Story series of the Poitras Ponderings podcast, began many, 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 many moons ago when a young man, he's probably not listening to this, but if he's not, maybe his wife is listening. His name is Craig Sully, and Craig was working with us on the AIM program, on the short-term missions program in Nigeria. And I would have to say that I inherited my love for books from Craig Sully. He loved to read. Somehow I started reading. I remember back in those days, there were at least two things that I really re admired about Craig Sully. One, his love for reading, his love for books. And the second thing was how short he preached. Uh, he would typically preach about 10 to 15 minutes. And uh, I would actually remember uh, things that he would preach for months to come. Um, all these years later, I think that Craig and I still share a love for books. I'm not sure that he's still preaching 10 to 15 minutes each time he preaches. I know quite well that he probably isn't. And all these years later, I'm still trying to go ahead and adjust my preaching so that people can actually remember it. And uh, that's a lifetime goal for me. And I haven't really reached that goal of preaching for 10 to 15 minutes, maybe 30, uh, sometimes 40. On the Poitras Ponderings podcast today, we're talking about the top books that I would recommend, especially during this Christmas season. If you're looking for a great gift for a loved one, I would suggest that you go ahead and buy them a book, give them a book. And uh, if you're really into giving gifts this Christmas that go along with books, go ahead and buy them a library embosser, uh, a seal type of thing where they can go ahead and press it on the inside uh, cover of their books. And remember, I've got two of them. One came from Baron Longstreth, a very great friend of mine that I appreciate so, so much. And the other one came from someone else that I also appreciate so much. And that is my daughter's mother-in-law, Kathleen Farini. So uh, Sister Poitras, Linda, she steals one of the embossers and I keep the other. So there's peace and harmony in the Poitras household. We're talking about books today. 
and I'm going to do you an extra big favor and list these books in the show notes so that you don't have to uh, really rush to try to get the titles down. And I will say this from the very beginning of this podcast episode, that the books that I recommend to you today are somehow connected with seasons of life. So in a particular seasons of life, there could be a book that you pick up and it's like it's a word that's fitly spoken. It ministers to you in the particular season of life that you're in. So I look for books that minister to me in the season of life that I'm in. Uh, what else about me in books? I mark up books, highlighters, and I put notes in books, and I get someone to go ahead and type those notes for me later on, hopefully, when the person has time. But I mark up books. I love to hold books in my hand. And uh, I also typically read what I'm writing, especially if I'm writing a course. If the course is on prayer, I'll read every possible book on prayer and then come up with the conclusion, the best thing about prayer, just do it. Just do it. So some of my recommended readings, I wanna give you three or four quotes before I begin to tell you that. First of all, we all know that leaders are readers. So if you claim to be a leader, I encourage you to also be a reader. Uh, Cicero said, a room without books is like a body without a soul. And then Plato said, a house that has a library in it has a soul. And uh, I did an inventory this morning of the Poitras household here at the Poitras Ponderings podcast, where we pause, we ponder, and we project. So I paused to check out which rooms in this house do not have books in them at any given time. And the conclusion is, folks, there's only one particular bathroom in the house that doesn't typically have books in it. Every place else has books. Uh, my wife use, uses books to decorate our home. There are bookshelves. There's, there are bookshelves in this room that I'm in right now. There are bookshelves in the, or at least books in the room across the hall. There are bookshelves in the living room. There are bookshelves in the master bedroom. There are bookshelves in the man cave office downstairs in the basement. There are bookshelves at my office. There are books in my suitcases. There are books in my computer bags. I think you get the picture. I love books. So here it goes. Some of my top recommendations for books this year. Uh, one of the books that I'm giving out to just about anybody that I come in contact with, my team, my friends, uh, some members of the pastoral staff at my local church, is going to be a life-altering book this particular season in your life, and it's called The Best Christmas Pageant Ever. If you've not read The Best Christmas Pageant Ever, I encourage you to pick up that little red book. It's only about $5.99 on Amazon, by the way. The best Christmas pageant ever. 
you'll fall in love with the family that's mentioned there. Uh, you're going to be laughing. It's hilarious. It's heartwarming. It's outrageous. We were reading it together as a small group on Sunday night this past week. Sister Poitier started laughing. I started laughing until I didn't think I was going to be able to breathe anymore. I thought that they were going to have to cart me off in an ambulance to the hospital because I could not stop laughing and trying to gasp for the ability to laugh. So if you've not read the best Christmas pageant ever, I would encourage you to go ahead and pick up that book. You're going to love that little book. Read it to your family. Speaking about reading it to your family, I have a story about that as well. Uh, I think that many of you know that uh, we were missionaries in West Africa for almost 29 years, which means that both of our children, Melinda and then Kendra, were raised on the mission field, taken back to the field when they were about six weeks old, if I remember correctly. Uh, when it would come to dinner time, I am a very quick eater, and the rest of the family tend to be a little bit slower, and it was family time, and dinner time was always table talk time. And we would choose a book to read at the table. Sometimes it would be even a leadership book, like Who Moved My Cheese, or Gung Ho, or some of the other books that I'm going to recommend today to you. But it was just a, such a special time, table talk. It's almost like family devotion time at the dinner table. If you've not tried it, I would suggest, yeah, go ahead and try that. Take the opportunity to read the best Christmas pageant ever to your family. Uh, this morning, a couple of my friends, Dominic and Shana, are on their way back to Cabot, Arkansas. Gave them a copy of the book and encouraged them to go ahead and read it to each other on the trip to Arkansas. Now, the assumption there is whoever's reading the book is not going to be the same person that is driving the vehicle. Because here on the Poitras Ponderings podcast, we want everyone to remain safe and sound on the road and in life. So number one, the best Christmas pageant ever. Well, I always like to say lately, I have a story. And part of my story is that the only types of books that I typically read are books that I feel will help me in my ministry or in my life. So I don't really read a lot of those books that are, you know, just the storybook variety. Yeah, Poitras, I mean, I should clarify that, the Jim Poitras part of the Poitras family. I don't read... Uh, just those casual books. However, a couple of things to keep in mind. I have been known on an occasional trip to go ahead and stop at Cracker Barrel, uh, get a book on CD, and pop it into the CD player in our vehicle and listen to it as we go on down the road. One of those experiences involved a series by Karen Kingsbury. Yes, I admitted it. Today's the day of true confessions. It was Karen Kingsbury's series of three books. And the first of these three books was called Angels Walking. And I remember it was, it had something to do with a, a baseball player, like a professional baseball player. And some things went astray in his life. And yes, Angels Walking. 
Now, the problem with listening to books on CDs with other members of your family, and if the family member happens to be Jim Poitras, I'm in Enneagram 3, I've got to get to the end of the book as quickly as possible. So when other family members leave the vehicle, I'm still listening to the thing on my way back and forth to work. And it may be a true story that when it comes to Angels Walking, and that's not one of the top 10 books I recommend, by the way, I'm just telling you, I have a story. I have a story to tell you. And yeah, so I continued listening to Angels Walking, and I remember calling Melinda, my daughter, one day, you know, the one that has that podcast called He Said, She Said, the one with the books and bros. Yeah, see, it runs in the family, books. Uh, I called her, and I'm like, Melinda, so-and-so has died. And I'm crying on the phone. I'm literally crying on the phone. She's like, Dad, listen to me. If you are going to go ahead and continue listening to the book, when I'm not with you, do not call me and do not tell me who has died. I'm like, Belinda, <laughs> he's died. He's died. Oh, and uh, it could be, you know, my children have been accused occasionally of being drama queens. And I've come to the revelation lately because this is true confession time and I have a story. I might be a drama king a little bit. Now, going back to the top 10 books, the storybook type that I do recommend that Sister Barbara Westberg, Grammy Westberg, asked me to read at one point in my life in ministry, which I highly recommend to you, and we recently rebought the book and Sister P and I are going to read it together. That book is called Shofar Blue by Francine Rivers. And I think that if you pick up that book, if you are a young minister or a minister of the gospel or someone involved in ministry, I encourage you to go ahead and pick up that book or go ahead and give that book to someone who is involved in ministry because that's the story of a young minister and his wife in Central California and uh, they were trying to, he was trying to make an impact in his community. And they say that every person that is going into ministry should have a copy of that book. The book will give you a fresh look at the danger of pride as you read the book. It's, it's a great story. It's one that you'll wanna go ahead and read again. You'll say, well, Jim, I don't really read books that are, 300 or so pages long. Well, if, if that's true, why don't you go ahead and pick up an audiobook version of that or a CD version of Shofar Blue by Francine Rivers. And while I'm explaining that, let me also say that the illustrations that I use for things like I have a story or for my lessons or sermons, I never take those from a sermon illustration book or app. Most of my illustrations that I use have come from books that I have read or life experiences that I have had because I want to be like Francis Bacon who said, reading maketh a full man, conference a ready man, and writing an exact man. So the best Christmas pageant ever, and then the shofar blue in number three on the list today, 
you're going to be surprised with this. No, if you've been around ministry, if you've been around the church, and if you've been around reading, you're going to know that I'm going to say that one of the top 10 recommendations that I have would be a tale of three kings. Tale of three kings by Gene Edwards. In fact, anything that Gene Edwards writes is a great read, but tale of three kings. And people usually are like, well, don't you mean tale of two kings, David and Saul? No, we're talking about David, Saul, and Absalom. Or we could be talking about David, Saul, and you. And uh, the tale of three kings is for Christians that have experienced pain, loss, and heartache at the hands of other believers. The book provides comfort, healing, and hope. The book asks this question, what do you do when someone throws a spear at you? You're like, well, Jim, I've never had anyone throw a spear at me. I've never had anyone think of throwing a spear at me. Read the book because one day it's gonna happen. Someone's gonna throw a spear at you and what are you going to do? Because like they say, hurting people hurt people. So those that have been hurt by other Christians, we need to be very careful because we could also end up hurting other Christians. My pastor, I've mentioned him many times before on this podcast, Aaron Batchelor, one of the greatest preachers ever on the planet. Uh, several weeks ago, he was preaching, and in the midst of his preaching, he was preaching about church hurt. Sometimes I think about people that come into our church and they've moved in from other locations. And if the person has brought with them church hurt from somewhere else, there has to be spiritual healing that's taking place, will take place before the person can actually be moved and used to their maximum benefit when it comes to being used in the local church. So the tale of Three Kings is a great book. Another great book that I highly recommend is Preaching with freshness. You say, well, Jim, I'm not a preacher. I'm a writer. I'm a podcaster. This book is for you, Preaching with Freshness by Bruce Mahaney. It's an interesting book. It's about a, a preacher that became burnt out on his own preaching. How do you like that? Did I give it away when I said the word out? I practice to try to make sure that I sound like I'm American instead of, you know, those people where I come from, the house and the mouse and the out. Well, going back to preaching with freshness, it's a narrative. That's why, one of the reasons why I like the book. It's a narrative that outlines real life difficulties of an ordinary pastor who discovered principles of preaching to revive enthusiasm and effectiveness in ministry. I'm gonna go ahead and read that just once again because preaching with freshness should go ahead and cause me to be a little bit more excited today. So it is a narrative that outlines real life difficulties of an ordinary pastor who discovered principles of preaching to revive enthusiasm and effectiveness in ministry. Pick it up and read it. It's a great book, Preaching with Freshness. I have a story connected with the Preaching of Freshness book. 
One night, whether in the spirit or out of the spirit, I cannot tell. One night, whether in the United States or out of the United States, I cannot tell. One night, whether in Alabama or out of Alabama, I cannot tell, but there was a young man that was preaching on that Sunday night. And uh, he stood up there and I was listening very intently, at least at the beginning. And the guy preached like three or four messages in one message. And you could count them. That's message one, that's message two, that's message three, and that's message four. And when he got to the end of his preaching, he said, I have no idea how to give an altar call for this message tonight. And I wanted to yell out, yes, of course, you have no idea because you have preached four messages, not one, but four. And I started counting them. He, start, he, he preached a message on vision. And I'm thinking, you know, young man, it's not your job to preach on vision in this church. That's the pastor's responsibility and opportunity. Then he preached a message on holiness. So if you know me, I love holiness, but I don't think it's my responsibility to go into someone's church and start preaching about holiness. That is the role of the pastor. So the young man also preached two other messages and uh, I rushed off to the evangelist quarters because if I had met him, I would have said, look, young man, you need to get a copy of Preaching with Freshness. You have to have that book. And who knows, that was a long time ago. I may have even bought him a copy of the book and sent it to him. So let me count one, two books, three, four. Okay, one more book. You didn't think you were going to escape this particular podcast episode about books without me talking about some sort of missions book. So I'm going to jump to this one, The Mind of a Missionary by David Joannis. And he says, if we don't learn from the past, we are doomed to repeat her mistakes. So he provides timeless lessons from missionary legends. Not all of these legends or none of these legends are actually from the apostolic movement, but they are from missions history. This book is for anyone who wants to last long and finish strong in their missional calling. This is an outstanding, amazing book. I would go ahead and read a chapter and then I put the book down because I would read the chapter and then I would chew on the contents of what I've learned from the chapter. It's an amazing book. If I were to recommend just one missions book, you know, besides uh, Sensing God's directing, Direction by Jim Poitras, you know, and Bruce Howell, I would recommend the mind of a missionary, not just for those that feel that they have a mission, missions calling, but also for those that love those that have a missions calling, for pastors, for members, for parents, the mind of a missionary. And by the way, he's coming out with a new book in the month of January. So I also want to make sure that I pick up that book. So today, I think I'm just going to go ahead and cover five books for you. And in the next podcast episode, go ahead and pick up with the other five. So let's count them. Number one, the best Christmas pageant ever. And by the way, these are not in the order of the way I recommend them or of importance. Number two, Shofar Blue by Francine Rivers. 
That's number two. Number three, Tale of Three Kings by Gene Edwards. Number four, Preaching with Freshness by Bruce Mahini. And last but not least, The Mind of a Missionary by David Joannis. Those are five books that I recommend this Christmas season. And I'm doing this for my friend, Nick Sisko, and all of you. It's the Poitras Ponderings podcast, where we pause, we ponder, and we project. So we've paused, we've pondered five books. Now it's time for you to go ahead and pick up your app and go to the book source of your liking. Mine happens to be Amazon.com. Oh, I love shopping. So tiresome. People give me a shopping list. I go to Amazon.com and I take care of the list just in a matter of a few minutes right there. Blessings of the season. We love and appreciate each one of you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day and schedule to listen to Jim Poitras and the Poitras Ponderings podcast. Thanks again for joining us this week. We will see you for another episode next week. May your week be blessed. Thank you.